0: Like you, I was glued to the TV this last week. I called a pastor friend of mine to take care of some, some church business. And he, the first thing out of his mouth was, hey, are you watching TV? I'm like, no, I'm watching my laptop. He goes, no. He says, run to your TV. He says, turn it on. He goes, you got to see what's happening. So I ran to the TV, turned it on, and every news channel, of course, was broadcasting what was happening in Washington D.C. Like you, I was in unbelief. I was, I was shocked. I was moved for hours. I spent three half, four hours in front of the TV. I put everything else to the side. I was like, I, "What is going? What is happening?" It was like the kind of stuff you see in the movies. I think what shocked me the most, and there were multiple levels of questions, multiple levels of emotions, multiple levels of thoughts that just was was just running through my mind. Like, what if this? Why aren't they doing that? What happened here? Who's gonna Who let them in? I mean, all kinds of questions. But I think the part that just at the end, towards the end of the day, the the one thing, the one thing that really stood out to me was, we have. We are now seeing again, again, the depravity of mankind. Another exhibition of sin-sick depravity. The exhibition, I mean, the, the exhibition of violence at multiple levels against the symbol of justice of our nation. And then another thought went through my mind: like, 2020 isn't over. <laughs> it's not over. We went into this new year with hope. We went into this new year with joy, with glee. With many people were like, "Oh, 2020 is going to be different." I mean, on multiple channels, the people that I spoke to, man, 2021 is going to be different. Da 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 da. And I just thought to myself, it ain't over. And I knew it. However. There's another thought that went through my mind. There has never been a better time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up and to take its place. You don't have to say amen. I'll say it for you. Amen, Pastor Danny. There's never been a better time for us as the people of God, the people of faith, the people of hope. The people of holiness, the people of peace, the people who represent the kingdom of God. Now, there's never been a better time now for us to take our place. And our place is on our knees. That's where we need to take our place. It's not with more activities, more programs, more of this. No, 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 no. What we need is to take our place on our knees in the closet of prayer. I don't really care if you believe me or not, but that's the truth. You see, listen to me clearly. Pay attention to me. See, the Bible clearly, Jesus clearly taught us that trouble is coming. Paul preached about it. The Bible all over preaches that trouble is coming. Tribulation is coming. When trouble comes, Jesus says, we must learn where our help comes from. Be of good cheer, Jesus says, for I have overcome. I have overcome the world the systems, the, the culture. See, our help comes from the Lord. I'm glad, and I know some of y'all think, mm-hmm, amen, our help, our help comes from the Lord, but we do nothing about it. We agree, but that's, that's as far as we go. But see, for the next 21 days, the next 21 days and further, hopefully for many of us, We're gonna take advantage of the privileges of the born-again believer. There are benefits with your name on it. Mm, That's good. There are benefits, privileges, and rights with your name on it. And when we fast and pray, we access all those magnificent benefits. Are you ready to learn what they are? So, I'm going to This is a very simple message. Very, very. This is ABC. This is Christianity ABC. Three reasons. I'm going to give you three reasons, and there are many more, but three reasons why you need to, not should. At first, I put the word should, and I asked it out. I got, no, I don't want to use the word should because the word should gives us the back door of escape. Three reasons why you need, you must fast and pray. I've shared my testimony with you when I first came as a pastor here uh, in 2008, and I learned that New Life Community Church, all the staff, fasts for 21 days. I had an anxiety attack. Not literally, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I was like, what? I can't eat for 21 days? Are you crazy? It took me years to learn how to properly fast. I'm going to save you years. Of hassles and stress. I'm going to give you three reasons why. Three reasons why you need to, you must fast and pray as a born again believer who is part of the the body of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? I'm going to ask you to take notes. I want you to take notes. Take notes. I want you to take notes. You ready? First reason. First reason. Again, ABC. Basis of Christianity. One of the reasons, the first reasons why I know that you must fast and praise because fasting and prayer redirects your worship. Fasting and prayer redirects your worship. Or prayer and fasting, it redirects your worship. We're gonna use Psalms 121, Psalms 121 as our basis. Psalms 121, we're gonna use that as our basis. The psalmist says this, and of course, you know, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. He says it this way, I lift up mine eyes. I lift up my eyes to the hills, period. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Yahweh, who made heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes to the hills. You know, remember this is a, this is a poetic song. This is poetry. So the, we, we need to grasp the idea of the poet. I'm lifting up my eyes to the hills back then. The tradition was that that, uh, armies and help, you know, came from the hills. They came from over the hills. And all of a sudden you can see the armies come to those who are in trouble. The psalmist here says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Why? Because there might be some help coming from there. That's where my help comes from. There's hope on the way. You guys ever seen the Lord of the Rings? I really enjoyed Lord of the Rings. Multiple times, yeah, and multiple, um, um, almost all the movies, you know, the, the big armies always came at the end, you know. The armies always came at the end, whether they're the ghosts or whatever. They always came towards the end of the movie. When everything was going to fall apart. The psalmist here said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Is that where my help comes from? And he answers his own question. He says, my help, my help. Everyone say, help. Help comes from Yahweh. Why the Lord? And he defines one of the names of the Lord. Well, because the Lord is, he says, the maker. The maker, the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Maker of all things that we can see, feel, hear, touch and smell. He created and designed everything from nothing. In the beginning, God created. In Hebrew, the word "created" means He made something from nothing. God needs and God needs nothing to make something. So my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. In other words, God is awesome. Now remember the psalms is a prayer. A prayer with music behind it. So prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is a tool. You need to write that down. Prayer and fasting is a tool. Prayer and fasting combined. You cannot do or, you know, yes, we pray throughout the year. Prayer is important, but fasting helps Add oomph, if I may, to prayer. Fasting is a tool. It is not a diet plan. However, many people use fasting as a diet plan, but not us. Not within the context of what we want. Fasting goes along with prayer. Prayer goes along with fasting during this season. Why? Because something's going to happen to your prayer life when you start legitimately fasting. Notice how I use that word legitimately. If I may also also use the word honestly or sincerely fasting. See, years ago when I started fasting, I was faking it. You know what I did? I always found the loopholes. Can I talk about the loopholes? You can fake fast. Drop the mic. Boom. Many Christians like to fake fast. I have seen now, sadly, that there are actual um, cookbooks, big, huge cookbooks on, on the Daniel fast. I remember a couple years into fasting, a friend of mine showed me their cookbook. See, they found the loophole. In other words, Pastor Danny, I can, I can fast like the Daniel fast and still feel my tummy. See, that's the objective of many fake fasters. As long as I'm full, I'm fine. And still fall within the jurisdiction of fasting. Y'all don't see me, man. I know. Guilty as charged. Fake fast. Listen, if you're going to fake fast and don't fast. I'm just being front. I'm being honest. Why? Because we are in a season where we need people to sincerely seek the face of God. Why? Because trouble's coming. Trouble's coming. Trouble's coming, and y'all need to know where your help comes from. No, no, no. No, no. See, you need to know that you know that you know that you know where your help comes from. Fasting and prayer is a tool that will help you heighten your worship. Because, see, worship, uh, the Hebrew definition of the word worship is to recognize or, or, or to recognize, to understand, to define what you value most. Many of us, we've, we worship our cell phones. We worship technology. I'm guilty. Many of us worship food. Many of us worship exercising Many of us worship our TVs. I mean, can I go there? Many of us worship shoes. Many of us worship cars, houses. Many of us worship wives, husbands, children. Many of us worship our job. Oh, you know, you hear what I'm saying? Whatever you value the most outside of anything, even God, is an even if it's a good thing, fasting and prayer takes us to a place where we need to remember what we value or who we value more than anything, more than anything or anyone. Prayer and fasting helps us take our attention off the distractions in our lives. Prayer and fasting helps us take the distractions off of our lives and put God in his place in our heart. You see, God, sadly, God has become an option in America. God has become an option for us American Christians. We like God, but we don't love him. We like him, but we don't love him. See, love the Lord your God with all, not some. I don't see that in scripture. Love the Lord your God with some of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. No, he said all, A-L-L. And God meant God said what he meant and means what he says. God says, I want all of you, not some of you. I want all of you. I want all of you. I'm looking at you. I'm talking to you. God wants all of you, not some of you, not three quarters of you. God doesn't want 90% of you. God wants 110% of you. Fasting and prayer. Takes us to that threshold where we make the decision God, do I like you or God, do I love you? That is not in my notes. That's good. God, do I like you or God, do I love you? See, fasting and prayer takes us there. Now, you know what I discovered? You know what I discovered, Edgar? I discovered that fasting was not mandatory. In the Bible. Nowhere in scripture do I find that we are told or commanded to fast. Kind of like the Sabbath. God commanded the Sabbath. He doesn't command fasting. However, all throughout scripture, I do find that fasting was recommended. In fact, fasting was practiced. Because fasting is good and profitable for us. It is beneficial for us to fast. Especially more so here in America. Because we are a Food-addicted country. We got food channels, man. Up the huazoo, we got food channels all over the place. See, fasting heightens how much dependence we have on food. Let me say that again. Fasting heightens the dependence that we have on food. Now, there are some of you guys, and I can see some of you sitting here, there are some people that's like, you know what, I only eat because I have to. I have a friend of mine that actually said that to me. He said, if if I could just eat by taking a pill, I'd be fine with that. But there are some of us, there are some of people like me, and I'm just one, you know, people, I I, I love to eat. Heck, I get up in the morning, man, before I do it, I got to eat. I I love to eat. I enjoy eating. Amen, Pastor Danny, God bless you. Mm -hmm. Fasting heightens how much I've depended on food. The word is actually lust. How much we lust for food. Sometimes we eat because we're bored. Oh, it's quiet. It's it's quiet here. Sometimes we eat, I'll say that two more times. Sometimes we eat just because we're bored. Sometimes I, I, we're watching TV and a commercial pops up, you know, uh, the, 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 the cheeseburgers, the pizzas, and the Coke. And all of a sudden now, it's like 830 at night, like, oh, snap, I'm hungry. Now, I understand we need food to eat, trust me. Did you know I learned that the average human being can literally, literally survive fine under what under with under 1000 calories per day did you know that we actually f- can function fine on 1000 ca- the average american consumes 3500 calories a day did you know that i just i, I looked it up I, I read myself that's you know i usually have two meals two servings per meal anyone like that bag? 3,500 calories. Psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. For my help comes from the Lord. Fasting and prayer shifts our focus off of the worship of food because we feel like we need food to survive and we need food to enjoy, shifts it over to God whom we need to survive and whom we should enjoy. Fasting heightens or redirects our worship from food to God. I will lift up mine eyes, the psalmist says. Hey, listen, let me ask you, what have you been watching lately? What have you been looking? Where are your eyes settling? What are you watching? What are you paying attention to? What has your attention, or rather, who has your attention? What are you paying so much attention to? The psalmist here says, God speaking through the through, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the man or woman of God who wrote this. I will lift up my eyes. What are you watching for? For your help. Are you really looking to politics to help you? Really? What is demanding your attention? How many distractions do you have in your life? I double-dog, triple-dog dare you to sit down with a pen and paper and write down what has your distractions. What has your attention? What are your distractions? Where is God? Where is Yahweh? Who do you run to for help? Who do you run to to help you exist through this troublesome world? Our culture, listen to me, there's some, listen to me. Our culture has been working so hard. The last 20, 30 years, our culture has worked so hard to keep us distracted. Our culture has worked. Now, when I was a kid, you know, we had distractions. We were out on the streets with no cell phones or no pagers, man. We were on the streets. I was on the streets till like nine o'clock at night. When it started getting dark, my mom would whistle. And I knew mom's calling. I just we had no cell phones. We had no pagers. Mom and mom just knew, you know, Santito, he's fine. He's with his friends. My distractions were my friends. There was hardly any TV. We only had channel nine, channel seven, channel five, channel two, and channel thirty-two, and channel twenty-six. That's all we had. Today, how many distractions do you have? Fasting and prayer is going to help you make room for God. Push all the distractions away and you would be amazed when you see the face of God. Fasting in prayer is a season of intentional, intentionality of going without food for a season of time so that you can redirect your worship. All the point is to this first point, the main point is I need food, I want food, I enjoy food, I enjoy a good meal. But for this season, I want to redirect my body in my mind and my soul, to enjoy the one who made me. You know, when pizza, when trouble comes, pizza can't help. Now, I love me a good slice of Lou Manati's, deep dish, covered with sausage and green pepper. Don't forget the onions. But when trouble comes, Lumanati is not going to help me. When pain comes, a double cheeseburger is not going to help me. When depression hits me, when I'm feeling depressed and sad, listen, arroz con gandulas, and tostones smothered with ketchup is not going to help. Only Jesus... Come on someone say only Jesus. Only Jesus. Listen to me. Only Jesus. He's the healer. Only Jesus. He's the great source of life. Only Jesus. He's your source of joy. Only Jesus. He's your source of peace. Only Jesus. He's the one that puts you together. Only Jesus. He's the one who sustains you. Only Jesus. He's the one that breathes life only into you. Only Jesus. He's your resurrection and your life. Only Jesus. When I look up, look up, look up for our help comes from the Lord. The second reason why I believe and know that you must, should, and have to fast and pray. Because fasting and prayer reminds us of our need for him. Our need for him. Psalms 121 verses 3 and 4. The psalmist said it like this. He says, he, meaning God, he will not let. The word let gives me the idea of allow or permit. He will not let your but to be moved he who keeps you will not slumber behold the psalmist says in other words in the urban translation it says check it out behold he who keeps israel will neither sleep nor slumber the idea here is that god is sustaining us and caring for us so much so that you need to know that you need him why? Because he will keep you. He will keep you. I need him. I need him. I need him. I need him to breathe. I need him to live. I need him. He's my sustenance. Fasting and prayer takes me to the location, the area, the district of God's presence so I can be He will not let me slip. Fall. Listen, guys, we need God. Many of us will agree with me. (laughs) But many, I'm asking, I'm asking you, will you prove it? We need God. Amen, Pastor Danny. Well, prove it. (laughs) Mm, Prove it. How bad do you need God? Are you willing to prove it for 21 days? Pastor Danny, please, man, I don't have to prove nothing. You know where that comes from? That's that bougie, westernized American attitude. I don't mean to be sarcastic, but I am a realist. I read a book a number of years ago called Starving Jesus. I recommend you read that book. Starving Jesus. The essence of the book helped me understand that we are so bougie in America. We are so rich and so full of self that when we see someone hurting profusely, we say, well, God will send someone else to help them. No, God is sending you. Because he's called us to pick up our crosses and to follow him. The culture of a believer is to be a cross carrier. Let me say that one more time. The essence, the backbone, the theme, the meaning of a born again believer is to be a cross carrier. Carrier, someone who picks up their cross and follows Jesus. Our theme is the Good Samaritan. We ought to be living our lives with all of our wealth, always looking for someone to build up, help up, lift up, edify. We are people lifter uppers. But see, you cannot lift someone to the level of your faith. If you have small faith, that's as far as 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 you're going to take them. Fasting and prayer helps increase your level of faith. Why? Because your dependence is on God, not on you. God is the supplier of all of your needs according to his riches and glory. So that way, when God needs you to help someone, he'll supply you with whatever you need to sustain that other person. Why? Because you are the hands and the feet and the mouth of Jesus. But you got to get off your horse horse and get on your knees fasting and prayer helps us understand that if god helps you then he helps you so that you can help someone else that's why the great commission is for us to go and preach the gospel and then make m-a-k-e the word make is the idea of production Go produce disciples. Go make disciples. It's not an option. It's not an option, babies. Listen, it's not an option. It's an expectation. Fasting is a way to demonstrate to God and to ourselves that that we are serious about our relationship with God. We are serious about our relationship with God. Fasting and prayer is a way that we physically, emotionally, and mentally, and spiritually say to God, God, I am serious about our relationship. This right here, God, this right here, this is real to me. And I'll prove it. I'll go without so that I can get within Prayer and fasting brings us into the throne room completely naked. Fasting and prayer brings us into the throne room of God's presence completely naked so that we can once again say, God, clothe me with your righteousness, for I am wretched and undone. Psalms 27, verse 4 says it so beautifully. The psalmist said, I have asked one thing from the Lord. I have asked one thing. The word ask is associated with the word desire. I have asked or I want one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire. It is what I want. It is what I long for. What is it, Pastor Danny? The psalmist says this. To dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, I want God more than I want anything else. The psalmist says it this way gazing the word gazing is a present tense continual verb. Gazing something that I'm constantly doing, in other words, even when my notifications pop up on my phone, I push it off to the side. Even when a great movie's coming out, I'm not, I don't have to watch it. If any distraction tries to make its way into this realm of my worship, it can't even get in. Why? Because I'm gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. That's what the psalmist said, I pray for, I pray for this. Third reason, you ready for number three? Third reason. Third reason why I think, I believe that you must, not should, but you must fast and praise. Because it renews our perspective on who God is. Who is he? Who is he? See, if we don't understand the why, then we're not going to do the what. Why do I need to do the? Why should I sacrifice so much? Well, the psalmist, he helps us, 121 verses 5, 6, 7, and 8. He says this, the Lord, Yahweh, the Lord is, who is he? Well, he tells us he's our keeper. The Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade on your right hand. The Lord, the sun, I'm sorry, the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will, this is the promise, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. Verse eight, the Lord will keep you, The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. You see, the Lord is. The Lord is. The Lord is our keeper. The Lord is the shade on our right hand. The word shade, the phrase shade on my right hand, he gives us the idea of like a parent covering their child. The shade of the right hand. The right hand is a symbol of power. Shade meaning I have you protected under the shade of my power. I'm holding you close to my right leg. He is your keeper, the shade on your right hand. He is our protector. He is our keeper from evil. The word evil is immoral intentions. The Lord, will keep. he's the keeper of our life. The word life is the idea of sheer existence. God will keep our going and our coming. He will keep our going and our coming. The word keeper means safety he's my place of safety holistically the question is do you believe it though or are we so distracted that we we understand it but we it's not our source of conviction we understand the concept of safety and we like it and we agree with it, but we are, may not be convinced by that. See, fasting and prayer brings us to the position when, when trouble comes, I have this conviction. In my heart. Even though I may be experiencing something that is negative, I'm not going to be tripping about it. Why? Because God has told me and has helped me understand that He is the keeper of my life. Fasting is a tool to help us gain a fresh perspective. And a renewed reliance upon God to fulfill us and not the things of this culture. Y'all know this. I don't have to tell this twice. Y'all know this. The stuff in culture, it's weak. It's like, uh, I remember my brothers, you know, some people that get high on, you know, they get high, and, 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 and it's just a temporary fix. Eating a good meal, it's great for the moment, but after half an hour to an hour, you forget what it tastes like. See, God is a consistent, consistent source of pleasure. But do you believe it? Do you know him? Do you know him? Are you convinced by him? Do you know him? Do you know that he's your creator? He designed you. He made you from nothing. Do you know that he is absolutely sovereign? Did you know that he is completely good? Do you know that he is always just and right? Do you know that that his love is unconditional? There are no strings attached to his love. Do you know that God is abundant in grace? Do you know that God is holy? Holy, holy, holy. Do you know that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present? Do you know that God is completely wise? Do you know that the Lord God is the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know that God lives in us by the power of the Holy Spirit? But, but, does God have to compete with all your distress? To help you understand that he is who you need for him to be in your day of trouble. Are you convinced by this truth as you look at your life? Does your life show it? I strongly suggest and definitely want you to understand that you should fast 21 days. 21 days. 21 days. How many days? 21 days. (laughs) Pastor Danny, no, that's too much. No, see, that's, that's, that's not even enough. We are in a desperate need of people who are believers of God. So this is what I recommend. Write this down. Plan your fast. See, no one told me this when I first started. So I'm telling you now. Plan your fast. Plan it. Some people are freaking out. Oh, I, you, you, I gotta do water only. I'm not. Tell- no, 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 no. Plan your fast. Not based upon your flesh, but based upon your faith. Plan your fast. When I got started fasting, to me, it more, was more about the food than it was about prayer. The food became like the primary thing. I'm here to tell you, don't do that. That was a mistake. Plan your fast. Plan your prayer in devotional time. With no distractions. Go old school. Go old school. In other words, get a, a real, a literal Bible old school get a real Bible and a pad of paper and pen because see and I, I'm am I'm, I'm a techie guy I love doing all my stuff on my iPad and computer you know yeah there are notifications that pop up or the desire or the, the temptation to go to email or Facebook or YouTube go old school if you can Plan that space. Get that space. Now, I know that there's some of you guys, I mean, man, your moms and you're working, your kids are taking, I I understand that, I get it, but do your best. Do what you can plan it. Plan your fast. Plan your devotions. See, when you seek him, you will find him. When? You seek him with all of your heart, your desire. Plan your prayer time. What are you going to pray about? Follow the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Praise and worship. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's God's business. Give us this day our daily bread. That's your business. Make my provisions. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Talk to God about the people that you're having issues with. Father God, please keep me from the temptations of the evil one. It's a prayer of protection from evil. And then here's a the biggie: plan on attending community prayer groups every Wednesday for the next number of weeks. We're going to be meeting at our at our new uh, location, the Carpenter's House. You find all the information online on our Facebook page, the address. From seven until eight thirty, it will be a safe place. Look at me; it will be a safe place. Socially distance all night, just like how we are right now. Right now, it's completely safe to come to the house of God in prayer. I'm telling you the truth. Come. Be around the community believer; it will inspire you, being around people. On Wednesdays from seven. I'm sorry, from 6.59 until 8.30. To seek God, pray, and worship him. Bible reading. Listen, I I like devotions. I like um, devotionals. But there are some devotionals that are more commentary than they are about the word of God. Find a good devotion that has a chunk of scripture. Because that's our true commentary. Read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible and pray. Read the Bible and pray. There are tons of plans, but I know that with New Life, we have a, we have a beautiful Bible reading plan on our app. Download the app. There's a plan on there. You'll get, you'll get readings. You'll get prayers. And then join me at 1.30 every day, Monday through Friday at 1.30 on Danny Lopez Facebook page or the New Life Community Church, Logan Square Facebook page for, for a live prayer meeting. A live prayer meeting at 1.30. If you can. Plan to be consumed by God. When you're consumed by God, you will be getting ready for the troubles that are coming. Be intentional. Setting aside 21 days. Set aside what you're watching on TV. Set aside. Plan it. Just plan it. Plan it. Think about it. Be intentional. God will meet you. Wow. Behold. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. Behold. This is what Jesus said to the church. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He was talking to the church. Behold, I, I stand at your door, the door of your heart, and I'm knocking. And then he says, if anyone hears my voice. In other words, he's knocking and saying your name. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup, S-U-P-P-E-R, supper. In other words, God has a grocery, he has jewel bags with him, full of rich food. I will come in and sup with him and he with me. God is intentional about having a relationship with you. But are you intentional about having a relationship with him? Bow your heads and close your eyes.